Welcome to Juggling with Flowers podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Lori of Ava Flora. Ava Flora is a full-service boutique florist located in the historical town of Cold Spring Harbor, New York. We specialize in creating refined, garden-inspired floral designs for gift orders, weddings, and events. On the podcast, you will hear what goes on behind the scenes at Ava Flora, interviews with guests within the wedding industry, Q&As, and the journey of a husband and wife-owned flower shop. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode number six, and today we are discussing one of the most challenging parts of our job, which is the creating recipes and the ordering process. Yeah, we know this is something most, if not all, florists deal with, so we hope to provide a few solutions to help make the process smoother. We thought this would be a great time to bring this topic up because wedding season is approaching us and I definitely every year kind of get a little stressed out about recipe creating and ordering the flowers because there are so many factors that come into play that are really out of our control. Um, Mother nature, seasonal availability, farm production, supply and demand. So there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that clients don't realize. So and you know really I think it's also hard for them to understand that once wedding season starts, there, there are thousands of florists across the country and even across throughout the world where uh, we're ordering from a lot of the same vendors, we're ordering a lot, of this, a lot of similar flowers. And so that becomes kind of tricky because farms are only producing X amount of this variety of a rose or this variety of a quicksand. So this is the reason why it gets a little tricky and why we have to place our orders in advance. And we'll get into that a little bit later on when we discuss our policies and why we have policies set in place. But so, yeah, and I think even because, even more so because we're working with mixed flower varieties, you know, we're not just creating single rose arrangements or all hydrangea that's coming from South America, which is easy to order. It's available all year long. We're working with very seasonal products and because of that, you know, the seasons do vary from week to week, month to month, and there isn't a set day every month or, you know, for example, there isn't a set day when tulip season ends. There isn't a set day when ranunculus season starts. It, it kind of varies. I mean, we have an idea of when, it's, when certain seasons start and end, but every year it, it definitely has a little bit of unpredictability to it. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, we definitely have had experiences over the years um, one of my biggest nightmares that I, when guests requested are flowering branches mm. because so cherry blossom, pear, quince, all of those beautiful flowering branches that everybody loves. The season is so unpredictable and short. So much of it depends on the weather, how quickly it warms up and how how fast it continues to warm up. So it's it's really tricky to when you're working with seasonal products to guarantee anything. Yeah, and even if it, the product's there, it's the quality of, for instance, the branch. Sometimes they come in and they don't bloom. Yeah, they either don't bloom or they're they're too open and they start shedding. Mm-hmm. So, and that sometimes happens later on in the season, but and sometimes we have to send them back at a credit for it, or you know, if we can't do that, we just have to order more, which yeah. cuts into profit. Right, or just come up with a total totally new solution altogether. So sometimes, and this is why the ordering process gets a little, can get a little um, hairy sometimes. Or there have been years, like I remember a few years ago, the peony crop down south in the Carolinas Mm. froze. We had a late freeze in the spring and it ruined the crops. And then when it came time to 
you know, when it was wedding season, May and June, um, when we're normally ordering tons of peonies for all of our weddings, we couldn't get them or the supply was very limited and then the price went up because of that. So that, that affects everything, our, our budgeting, our recipe, and trying to think of other real situations that we had dealt with over the years. Um, I remember one specific wedding where we were ordering quicksand roses and then we were told that we couldn't get them. They just weren't available and I, it was just something I couldn't believe. Which says bizarre because quicksand is <laughs> always available. Yeah, I'm wondering if, if it's definitely changed over the past couple of years. I feel like it's it's definitely easier to get them now because they're more, they're definitely much more in demand. Mm -hmm. The supply has grown, I think, with the farms. But yeah, so then we ended up using Mother of Pearl instead. But you know, like if you know Mother of Pearl and quicksand roses, they're similar, but nothing really compares to a quicksand rose. You know, they just have that perfect nude champagne tone, which is hard to match. So, you know, and this pretty much happens with every wedding. Every year, every wedding, there's something that comes up that gets screwed up, right? Mm -hmm. There's something that, whether we're told last minute isn't available or everything comes in and say the ranunculus, uh, you know, they don't look good, the quality's not yeah. meeting our expectations. <clears throat> so every wedding, it never fails, there's something that happens. Yeah, it's usually quality. Yeah. Like the stuff's usually there, but it's the quality that Yeah. I think hurts. Yeah, and you know, this is nothing that the client ever knows or has to know. That's really, this is stuff that happens behind the scenes that we deal with. And so I think it's good to talk about ways to make this whole process easier for you and for your client. And actually I wanna go back a little bit to um, the mixed flower varieties. Mm -hmm. um, so working with neutral palettes I, is definitely easier. Like, it's so funny. I love working with color because it's exciting for us. Like mm -hmm. as creators, it's exciting when you have a wedding that has like an interesting palette because it's different, you're switching mm -hmm. it up. But it's funny, you know, we want the color, but really the neutral palette weddings are just so easy with the ordering process, they're definitely easier. Um, but it's really tricky when you have mixed color palettes where maybe there's one specific flower you're using that's bridging two different colors together and you have to have that because it's making that design, it's making that palette perfect and then something happens and you find out that's not available. That's like the worst nightmare for yeah. a florist, right? Finding out that hellebore, the hellebore season ended and it was like that perfect mauve tone to tie the plum and the blush together, for example. So, so yeah, that's why I think that it's good to kind of have plan B, a plan B set in place, or to really make sure you have a vast knowledge of seasonal products that's around. So this way, if something does happen, you can act quickly and say, okay, well, how about this? Do you have this available? Or even just asking your supplier, you know, saying, okay, well, what, what else can we use that has a similar look or a similar color? Right. Because um, these things definitely happen and it's really, it's really challenging. So, so yeah, um, I think that we have two great solutions that we want to discuss and hopefully these will be helpful because we yeah. find that they help us. They are and the first one's policies, right? Yeah. So having a contract attached to your proposal that clearly states all of your policies and this, this runs a, a vast range of policies but specifically what we're talking about today is your payment policy. So you collect your your retainer or your deposit 
um, in the beginning, and then the balance is paid. We used to have our policy set up where it was paid two weeks prior to mm -hmm. an event date. And then I always found that that really never happens. It was always past that, that due date. And then we would end up a week before the wedding where, okay, we're all set now, we're trying to place an order. And then we were running into situations where, well actually, where we're being told this isn't available, or you know, you want 100 stems of this flower, but I can only get you 50. Right. You know, it just, it just kind of gets messy and stressful. And so because of that, we actually pushed our policy back to three weeks prior. Right, and there's yeah. always that, like when we did the two weeks, it was always, we got, it came the week after. Right. So it was a week before. Now that it's three weeks, we basically get a two weeks. Right. So, we, <laughs> so that's just, just how it works. Yeah. I mean, it, nobody's going to, it's just never on time. But, yeah, it's But at hard. least it gives us a little more wiggle room. Yeah, it gives us a little more room. I think a lot of, a lot of the issue too is ordering vessels. Like sometimes mm. if we're ordering vessels that are not local in New York, they're out of state, it takes a little time for shipping. And sometimes two weeks is just not enough. So... And also, we like to prep in advance. Like we like to get the vessels ready a week before. Even candles. I mean, there was yeah, times when we holders. ordered candles at a specific count, and we opened the box, and the count wasn't there. Right. So it's right. like things really, happen. You really have to check everything. Yeah. You really can't trust can't trust anything. Right. Definitely can't. And yeah, you have to count and everything that comes in in through the door. But so that's why. I think I'm very comfortable with having the three-week policy where at that point that's when we you know we're collecting the final payment we're place and then we place placing our order for any product that we need and that can be flowers any hardware that we need and so yeah and I think that it's important to explain to clients in the beginning why you have these policies set in place and it's really to their benefit it is 100 percent I mean, the longer we wait to place our flower order, the less likely we are get we are able to get the specific varieties that we are looking for. So. And it also, yeah, because, I mean, it does benefit us with the peace of mind. But for them, it's if something does change, we have that we have enough time to tell them. It's not you know right. it's not the week of right where we're like oh well by the way you're not getting this hellebore right you know that's not right right it, so yeah. It definitely, or if it's like, okay, we can't get this color hellebore, then we're going to use another one instead. Mm -hmm. And um, you just you kind of want to alleviate any surprise the day of. Right. That's right. Yeah. But one thing that I have learned over the years is to really not be so specific and mm -hmm. guarantee guarantee maybe a specific variety or a specific breakdown of what flowers are coming in what colors, because then you're making things so difficult for yourself. So this is the, the other, the second solution that we like to talk about is how to educate your clients on understanding how important flexibility and trust are. And a lot of that starts with explaining to them the nature of the business, the nature of the industry, how the process works for you. And this may seem like a lot to speak to a client about, but I don't think it has to be like a, a very wordy conversation it could just it can be brief but mm -hmm. just to explain to them that flexibility is important and this is why you know we can't guarantee anything and this is why um, the only thing I probably would say is so for example if you're if you're planning on creating a bridal bouquet that is all lily of the valley and that's what that bride has our heart set on and then you know but 
you know, it's it's in a maybe it's in a month, it's in May, and you're not really sure if you're if you're going to get it. Then that's something that I would definitely let them know. Okay, we have to come up with another idea. But for the most part, I try not to guarantee anything because the last thing you want to do is call a client the week before the wedding and say, "Oh, hey, we can't get this rose that you love," because that's not something that they should be worrying about. No. I mean, the flowers should be set and done, and they should be focusing on other things right. relating to their wedding day. So definitely educating them is super important and the reason why we require flexibility from them is because our suppliers require flexibility from us because a lot of it is also out of their control. Yeah. So the suppliers are the wholesalers that are in between us and the farms. So we have the farms that are growing the product and then the wholesaler that's bringing the product in to distribute to the florists. You can buy direct from some farms, but not always. So that's why that's where a wholesaler or a supplier comes in place. And so, even though we are creating custom designs for each event, we you know we're creating custom quotes and detailed inspiration boards. We still can't guarantee everything. So, you but know. We, yeah, we do try. Yeah. As best as we can, but. Yeah, definitely try. I mean, that's definitely our main focus: is to bring a client's vision to life. But I think subtle differences, for example, if, we're, if we have a picture of white sweet pea and blush ranunculus on the inspiration board, but then it so happens that we have to switch that around and use blush sweet pea and a white ranunculus the day of the wedding, you know, I don't think that's something that is really going to affect the whole vision. Mm -hmm. It's a subtle change that, and that's something I would not notify them of because, again, I just don't think that it's something that they need to be worrying about. Like that's where that's when our job comes into place, and that's where the trust comes in as well. Yeah, that's the hardest part. Yeah, I think is the trust. Yeah, just knowing that, letting us do our job to, to do to create the most beautiful designs for you. Mm, right. So I think discussing all this with your client is is helpful. I mean, you're definitely going to have clients that maybe have a super type A personality and they you know want to micromanage every little thing and that's definitely going to happen it's part of the job but i still think either way it should be communicated because the more the more you communi communicate the better yes so they're kind of they're kind of mentally prepared a little bit at least but i think over the years our clients have been have become more flexible i, I find like i think that they a lot of them are saying do you mm -hmm. you know here are some guidelines. This is the color palette we like. Here are some flowers we like, or may, maybe some some that we don't like. Uh, but do you? Right. And those I those weddings I find are the most enjoyable. Those are our best designs. Like they when, are. When we're given I that agree. creative flexibility. I agree. And flexibility doesn't mean that we're going to show up with something completely different. I mean, why would anybody do that? So it's just it's more about giving us a little bit flexibility with doing what we can to create a look. And there are so many different ways that we can create a palette or a look because there's so many different flowers, so many so many of them come in different colors and different, you know, ranunculus, for example. There's so many different types of ranunculus right now. Sure are. So it's, you know, I think it helps, that's where it also helps to have great seasonal knowledge because then you can very quickly, if you have to rearrange your recipe or if you have to, you know, order something you know that come kind of come up with a plan b for flour that's not available you'll be prepared for that yep so but yeah this is something that 
is definitely, I think, a, an issue. But I think the more that it's discussed and the more education that is put out there, the better it will be. Mm-hmm. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. This way works best for us. I mean, somebody might have a, a you know, another totally different d- direction how to format their policy and it works for them. But I think consistency, being consistent with your policy and just being comfortable with it yeah. is important. Yeah, I think there are some vendors or some florists that they accept payment the day of the wedding or the day of the events or even post event and personally that's not something that i like to be concerned with at that point like i really just want to be focusing on the creative aspect of the job bringing that vision to life and worrying about getting paid is not something that you know i don't want to be tracking down the planner or the bride's father that day looking for the check because first of all i don't think my in my opinion that's really professional doesn't seem, that doesn't it's seem just, appropriate. It's not appropriate. Yeah, it's the, it's the wedding day. You want, to, or even if it's a corporate event, you want to let your client just enjoy the day and not not have to be tracking them down for something like yeah, that. Yeah, not worrying about financials. Yeah, it's I mean, just we. Yeah, we feel it should be taken care of beforehand. But there, there are we work with vendors that do get paid the day on the day of. Right. Or, yeah, like Lori said, even after, and that's fine if you're willing to do that. But yeah, the way I see it, we're executing a product and a service. And at that point, you know, we're putting out the money to buy the product. We're investing our time to create the recipes, to to make everything in in our store before we go out to set up. So that's why we require payment in advance. Yeah. So because we're already starting the process. So I agree. So, yeah, I think. So the two solutions, just to recap, were to have a set policy in place on a contract and make sure it's signed by your client. And then to, but this is actually before the second solution, which was educating your client, this should be done like initially, like early on in the process, not not when they are finalizing their proposal. This should be done early on, maybe even during your initial, initial consultation, talking to them about your process and how you like to work and explaining to them why it benefits them. Yeah. So... We hope you guys really enjoy this topic. If you have any questions or want to share your own experiences with us, please, please feel free to do so because, you know, we love talking about this stuff. So yeah, gets us yeah. fired up. Sure does. <laughs> All right. So, Thanks for listening. Time. Thanks, guys. Bye bye.